from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, the friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. With your spirit. Welcome to the celebration of this daily televised Mass. I am Father Michael Kutz. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from the estate of Greta Brorup of Terrace, British Columbia. This Mass is being offered in memory of her husband, Eric Brorup, her sister, Elsa, and her husband, C.I. For the living and deceased members of her family, for the intentions of her children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, and for world peace. Our thanks go to Greta Brorup for the gift of televising of this Mass to the faithful of Canada and across the world. Today we celebrate the great saint, the virgin and martyr, Saint Catherine of Siena of the 14th century. She was the 25th child of her, fam, of her parents, and she dedicated her entire life not only towards uh, Christ, but also towards working for peace within the church. And she was a great peacemaker in the church at that time. We ask her to help us to celebrate this Eucharist during this Easter season. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, Christ have, have mercy. mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who set St. Catherine of Siena on fire with divine love in her contemplation of the Lord's passion and her service of your church, grant through her intercession that your people participating in the mystery of Christ may exult in the revelation of that glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The apostles were being questioned by the high priest before the council, but a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law respected by all people, stood up and ordered the apostles to be put outside for a short time. Then he said to the members of the council, fellow Israelites, consider carefully what you propose to do to these men. For some time ago, Theudas rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about 400, joined him, but he was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and disappeared. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up at the time of the census and got people to follow him. He also perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. Because of this plan or this undertaking is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, then we'll not be able to overthrow them. In that case, 
you may even be found fighting against God. They were convinced by him, and when they had called in the apostles, they had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. As they left the council, the apostles rejoiced that they were considered worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. And every day in the temple and at home, they did not cease to teach and proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. The word of the Lord.
The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because, he saw, because they saw the signs he was doing for the sick. He, Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered, six months of wages are not enough, not, would not buy enough bread for each one of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in that place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of five barley loaves and left by those who had eaten, they filled 12 baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, this indeed is the prophet who is to come into the world. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ. If you read the Acts of the Apostles, you will find that there are two themes that keep on coming up. The themes come from uh, admonition or an invitation by Jesus Christ. Go out to the whole world and proclaim the good news. So this theme you will see, them going out to the whole world and proclaiming the good news. And the second thing was Jesus would say, you will be brought before governors and rulers and princes. And so persecution and opposition would be integral, a part and parcel of proclaiming the good news. And we see that all over the place. As I said last week, when we were speaking about the disciples being scattered, they went to the whole world. Out of bad things, God can make good things happen. And we heard that even at Pentecost. You know, they were preaching to Parthians and Medes and Elamites and people of Cappadocia. And so now Paul and Barnabas and, and um, here, Mark and Luke, they go out to Asia Minor, which is present-day Turkey, then to Macedonia, and then to Greece. And Peter and John will preach to the Jews right there in Israel. Now here they are, going out to proclaim the gospel. And yet, at this stage in the Acts of the Apostles, they are not yet a force to be reckoned with. And so they're simply called by the Sanhedrin and asked to explain themselves. Now, 
the Jews formed three different sects, the Essenes, the scribes, and the Pharisees. But we hear more about the scribes and the Pharisees, and they are treated rather roughly in the Gospels. But Luke treats them with compassion. Luke treats them with almost kid gloves. And the reason is because Luke realizes that the Gospel is for everybody, including the scribes and the Pharisees. Whether they want to accept it or not, Luke is not going to blast them up. And we see the way he deals with the Sanhedrin. He speaks about them as being a well-balanced group. And when he creates his narrative about the, about the Sanhedrin, he chooses people that are alive. He doesn't create a fiction story. He doesn't create a parable or a metaphor. He takes actual figures. And one of the figures is Gamaliel. And later on, we'll hear Paul telling us that he was a student under the rabbi Gamaliel, a man of great wisdom and understanding. And Gamaliel simply says, look, leave these people alone. If they are a fraudulent sect, if they are a sect that has been around a charismatic leader, as soon as he goes, that group will die off. But if this is truly something of God, you will find that you are fighting against God himself. The second thing that we find is the story of Theodos. Theodos is a terrorist, and he is the one that is going to create a lot of problems. And so Luke fashions a story around real characters. As we come to the gospel, we will find that Jesus is feeding the multitudes. It is the beginning of the whole and the largest chapter in John's gospel, chapter 6, which has 71 verses. And it speaks about feeding the people because John wants to explain that this is the bread of life that will keep these people going. In the long story of the Last Supper, we don't have John telling us about the narrative of the institution. He speaks about Jesus saying, abide with me, I am the vine and you are the branches. I will take care of you, I will not leave you orphans. But here in chapter six, Jesus will actually tell them, I am the bread of life. If you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you shall not have life within you. And so here is Jesus giving us nourishment when we go out to proclaim the good news. And in proclaiming the good news to the ends of the earth, we will find prosecution, we will find persecution, we will find opposition. And we need strength and nourishment. You satisfy the hungry heart with gift of finest wheat, Come close to us and feed us, Lord, with bread of life to eat. God bless you all. <clears throat> Join me as we pray together. For all those in our daily televised mass community who have asked to be included in the prayer intention book, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are facing changes in their life, for those who journey with them, as they proclaim the gospel, 
we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the sponsors of our Mass from Terrace, British Columbia, and for other sponsors who help us during this Easter season, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. It's been some time since Ukraine has been bombarded, invaded. We pray for the rebuilding of the people of Ukraine. We also pray for the Truth and Reconciliation Service right in our country, that justice may be done to the indigenous people. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear our prayer. Loving God, we thank you for the gifts that you have given us. Keep us always grateful for all the things that you give us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed God forever. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, for through your goodness we have this wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become for us our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Wash away my iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. Pray, my sisters, my brothers, that this our sacrifice be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the, May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the, the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Accept, O Lord, the saving sacrifice we offer in commemoration of St. Catherine of Siena, so that, instructed by a teaching, we may give ever more fervent thanks to you, our one true God. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, for the saints who consecrated themselves to Christ for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, it is right to celebrate the wonders of your providence by which you call human nature back to its original holiness and bring it to experience on earth the gifts you promise in the new world to come. And so with the angels and archangels, we praise you as without end we acclaim.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. Once more giving thanks, he gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Thomas, our Bishop, the bishops across Canada, and all the clergy and this entire people of God. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy, welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with Blessed Catherine of Siena, and all with the apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your Church, and graciously grant a peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Wherever we are, share with one another a sign of this peace and friendship. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. May the body and blood of Christ bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you, Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. May the heavenly table at which we have been fed, O Lord, confer eternal life on us, as even in this world it nourished the life of St. Catherine of Siena. Through Christ our Lord, Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. Our thanks to our donor for the gift of this Mass.